is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I am loving Lifetime Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I'm despising Lifetime Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I'm settling for Lifetime Christmas movies. And, and this, this is, is the Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Boy, yes. oh boy. Man, this is a day, everybody. It's a day. This is a day. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, indeed. The old uh, second Monday of March or third? What's second. Mo- it's second. second. I yeah. can't, I don't know it's the where we are. March right now. Um, I can tell Alonzo you are getting ready for March Madness. I can see it in your eyes. You yeah. are just pumped. Getting that TiVo ready. <laughs> Uh, I was ready for Merry Madness, and Hallmark, it doesn't seem like they're doing it this year. Wow. What's going on with that? Really dropping the ball on those Merry Madness. <laughs> Listen, say- I, I need I need a bracket that who, that who, when calls the heart is always going to win, and otherwise I just don't know what to do with myself. What? Mm. So what? I, 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 I know this makes me it. a bad fan of yeah. Hallmark, but <laughs> I, I, I've never gotten into that, and I've never gotten into fantasy. I tried last year with fantasy, mm. and by the second week, I, I fell off the wagon because I, I had a bad first week. And so I was like, I give up. What is the Merry Madness? Well, I'm, I'm terrible at both, just so we're clear. Uh, so Merry Madness is this weird thing where you are picking to see what is going to be the most popular in each of the brackets. And there's like a Hallmark Channel bracket, a Movies and Mysteries bracket, a, like a drama and a Movies Now. It, it's all kind of moot and doesn't mean anything. But the thing is... Like you have to basically sort of pick what's going to be the most popular, but of course, by picking that thing, you are voting for that thing. So mm. it's this weird snakehead eating the tail, mm. and you basically have to sort of predict like what's going to go, and then you don't even know half the time because like you would think, oh well, of course everybody loves the CCB movies, but they don't always make it through. The only the only guarantee is that the what they'll they'll throw one when when calls a heart movie, and that sucker will go all the way to the top. Man. That wow. sounds that awful. It is. It's. <laughs> it, it's like it, it, like. So let me get this straight. Like I'm just gonna do a regular March Madness bracket here. Yeah. So we got the we got the the all the teams. Yeah. And instead of playing the games, it's just based off of what name everybody likes the best. So like, oh, yeah. I think Duke will win. Yeah. So everyone picks Duke, and we don't have to play the games. Nova, that has a nice ring. To I it. like Ooh, that. Bucknell, that sounds like a villain. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's that that is truly Hallmark's version of. And it really Hallmark. is Hallmark because you're then you're 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 kind of creating a self fulfilling prophecy. Like if I exactly. vote for it and I get enough friends to vote for it, it'll happen. Where as you and I can find the most Clemson basketball fans in the world, they're still not winning the NCAA tournament. But how does it happen? Like, oh, is it, how does it happen at like the end? Like how, who, how do you win? (laughs) Because eventually there'll be two people and they vote for the... You do your whole bracket at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not like, you're, it's, 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 it's not like it. fantasy where you're doing along the way. And fantasy at least makes sense because then that's based on ratings. Right, right, and right. So it has it deals with there's there's an outside phenomenon that, that votes on it. But literally, this bracket is based entirely upon the people who are picking the bracket. Oh my so gosh. it's fun. But remember with fantasy last year, they ran into a bit of a pickle with the ratings because 
like Waltz won the overall ratings, but if I only had Christmas won the won demo, the demo. Yeah. and so like the people they didn't know which one actually won. Yeah, I never know. I mean, look again. I'm I'm, I'm terrible at both, so it, it it is moot. I so I've been forgotten that far into the weeds. But uh, but you did but yeah, you I, did fill out the uh, the double decker March Madness bracket two <laughs> years ago, and through through two rounds you were beating me. Now it didn't end well for you, but through two rounds you were you were king of the crop there. Uh, yeah, but here's I mean I think I might do better at those than I do like say at Oscar picks because I have absolutely no dog in the hunt and don't know anything and I think sheer randomness often will carry the day, you know. What the one time in college where um every weekend the, the I wrote for the 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 student newspaper and the sports section would do their like weekend football picks. And then they would always compete with like local Nashville, like sports media people, like radio and newspaper folks. And then there would always be some weird third category. And like, it would be members of the marching band or the mothers of the sports department or whatever. And they were getting their, their hinders handed to them. Like everybody was out picking them. So they thought, okay, we're going to get the arts and entertainment staff to do this because they don't know anything about football. And that'll, that'll help our numbers out. Three of us, myself included, got 10 out of 10 that weekend. Yeah, you did. Sure, out of sheer, like, closing my eyes and pointing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the way it should be. It is. And don't sell yourself short on the Oscars. I think you're just blinded by your love of Jared Leto. I think that's what gets (laughs) gets you in trouble. Well, you know, that's that's led me down many a blind alley. No, I, I mean, I went from caring too much about the Oscars to not caring about the Oscars at all. Yeah. Uh, so, but in, in, in either way, I'm a terrible prognosticator. It's just, mm. you know, 30 seconds to Mars is so good. Like, how can he? How can he be that how bad can he be, an actor? <laughs> also, what does he have yeah, on all of the Oscar, Oscar voters? Like, what does he have that makes them all vote for him? <laughs> he, fa- he found out that they're all 30 seconds to Mars fans. And he, they don't want that out. No one wants that out. <laughs> that is my secret. I, I, always, I always make the joke they like to honor most acting, and that's where somebody like Jared Leto really like, oh, is yeah. in, his, in his prime. Oh, he uh. is killing it. That's true. There's actually <laughs> one guy in a very small role in the movie we're reviewing today that also qualifies for the most acting as well, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. He really does act a yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about that movie. It is uh, Love Act. At the Christmas table, and it originally aired on Lifetime on November twenty fifth, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, and it went a little something like this: Sam and Cats grew up together, spending most Christmas Eves with each other's families for the big Christmas Eve party. And we see them in present day, and uh, Sam. Hadn't been home for a few years. We don't really know the the, the reasons why there. And uh, he's excited to catch up with Kat, excited to see her. She seems excited to see him. And the voiceover promises that this is going to be a big year. And as that happens, a ring box falls out of his jacket onto the floor and brings us to a flashback and we see them sharing the highs and the lows of childhood together each year getting together for Christmas. They start when they're four and they go from there and eventually we see them at 18 and they spend the entire night laughing together and at the end of the night they're on the couch getting inching 
closer and closer until their their pinkies are touching. You know, I love a good pinky touch, and um, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful evening together. And we see bits from the next few years, and they keep loving their time together. But again, it's just one night of the year. They're 22, and he's like, maybe I should move home, uh, pause my life, hang out with you. And she's like, I am not a pause. You need to go, you need to take an internship, and you need to go for your dreams. And so he does do just that. 23, he doesn't come home for Christmas. 24, he comes home, and Kat's excited about it, but he brings home a girl, and Kat is devastated by this news that he has a girlfriend. So she grabs this guy at the party, and they leave. Next year, that guy is engaged, but not to Kat, but to somebody else, and so she's just having a very difficult time with this can't have sam can't even have this random guy at the party who can she have um and sam does show up no girl this time um and uh has has big news he uh he is still with the girl but he came all the way home to comfort cat because she's sad about the engagement and they even end up dancing this big big dancing scene together um, they get really close. They have this moment cut to next year. They're 26. He's telling her that he broke up with this girl. Um, and they have a night of realizing that they don't really know everything about each other, despite the fact that they've known each other their entire lives. And um, they want to continue to get to know each other. They end up kissing, but she kind of acts weird and she leaves. The next year, she fakes sick. And they get in a fight um, over the phone, and they say some really awful things to one another, and that was Christmas. Um, We see that he had a ring that he was getting ready to use to propose to her, but instead kind of brought up dead mom and you never do that when you're getting ready to propose uh it's finally present day um he has not been home for a few years he still has that ring and uh realizes that she's the one but um when when they're talking to each other she pulls out this ring box and she starts talking about um love and then she goes off and she says good talking to you so he's like, oh, man, she's going to go propose to somebody. But it wasn't for um, a guy. It was for her dad and this uh, her aunt um, that they kind of had this party at. Not her actual aunt, because that would be weird. Uh, but uh, he's like, you should get married. And so that's wonderful. And that aunt tells her, hey, you need to go see what, uh, what old Sammy did down at the shop. So she goes down there, and she sees that Sam has set up this amazing, like, cardboard fort thing showing all of these moments from their life together and she goes back to the house and Sam has gotten a nice talking to from his parents telling him you should go for this go for it and so finally they meet back up at the house the house is empty there's lights everywhere and he is underneath the 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 table that they had met at as kids she goes underneath they uh, tell each other that they love each other and uh, he finally gets down on his knee proposes and uh, has a wonderful time big party and they make plans for the rest of their lives and now my friends was love at the Christmas table
That's exactly right. Wow, we did it. Very excited to break yeah. this movie down. Can't wait to hear the thoughts. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Deck the Hallmark. We are back, everybody. Mm -hmm. We're back. Excited yeah. to break this one down. Uh, really quick, in case you didn't hear the news, you can watch this episode and all the episodes moving forward on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so go over, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Um, watch all the videos. Uh, we'll slowly kind of be throwing up some older interviews and whatnot um, that uh, are no longer available on other platforms. We'll throw that up. Um, and so go over What's there, the YouTube. The it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the Bramble Jam Podcast Network. Network, Alonzo. Thanks, so you'll Alonzo. be able to you'll be able to watch like the homework. Take the day it, off. It took um, fewer than three hours of us announcing we were on YouTube for people to ask where the Tyler Hines interview was. Yeah, so um, it's there, everybody. <laughs> so it's we're coming. doing the best we can. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we have you know a hundred interviews at this point. Yeah, so just give us some time. <laughs> don't, don't waste time on my nonsense. Give the people what they want. <laughs> That's right. Wait, well, you're not Tyler Hines. Come out. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. This whole time I was under the impression. We get that all the time. Oh, believe you me. Um, we're talking about love at the Christmas table. Very excited to break this movie down. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Alonzo, with the hot take segment. Um, one, had you seen this movie before? Um, and two, what do you think of it? Uh, maybe your first viewing and this viewing. If you had seen it, if not, what do you think? I had seen it before. Uh, I think I think the year the year that I started watching like all the Hallmark movies. Then when they were done, I sort of was still needing. I had I was craving a fix, and I found this one. It was about used to be We've all been movie. there. We have not. Yeah, oh, we've no. not all been. I, there. I have been there. <laughs> Brand gets it. Yeah. Um, and I was really I was really charmed by it. I, I think there's there's a lot in this movie that is that is smart and is is a, a cut above a lot of the sort of cookie cutter hallmarky kind of stuff. It, it was I remember it was one of the first of these movies that acknowledged the existence of Christmas movies. Like there's that whole scene where they root through her VHS collection and are goofing on it. And I thought that was that was fun. Um, and so yeah, so watching it again, I was taken aback that like the first half to two thirds of this movie is really legitimately terrific, I think, and works really well. And then it kind of tries to cash some checks that it hasn't written, you know, and I, I think it, it gets a it goes into some places where like, whoa, we have not set up this moment, like this big argument they have where he talks about the dead mother Dude, and everything. That like, argument's we, wild. We have not laid the groundwork. We don't know any of this. You're now heaving at her. I'm like, it would have been nice if we'd seen that earlier in the film. So I think it doesn't completely work but i think this is the perfect example of a movie that should be remade because there's so much in it that's a good idea but they don't quite nail the finish and i think in other hands with a few more drafts of this script this could be something really special because there's a lot that does work here yeah um same boat actually alonzo when i when i saw this movie for the first time i want to say it was 2015 2016 when i also really got into um hallmark <laughs> And I think at that time it was streaming on Prime or something for free. And so I, I found it and I watched it and I was like, boy, this is this is this is special in like in this genre. Like it is it's really good. And uh, yeah. I loved the telling of the story throughout the entire entire childhood. You know, they spend 
you know, the first 10 minutes or so getting you to age 18, which I felt like was a good amount of time. Like it wasn't yeah. over, over stuff. Like we weren't seeing every single four, five, six, cause at a certain point I don't care about it, but it was 10 minutes and it was really good. Um, and then you, I, I, I felt like they, it, it was a, a well paced movie. Um, I felt like we were getting to, to know them at a good pace, keeping me engaged and uh, I, I loved it. And um, I think this is Danica's best Christmas movie. Um, yes. It was, uh, you know, before she was, you know, over it. Uh, so it was great. <laughs> it was uh, very, it's just a, it's a, it's just a, a different uh, movie. I, I agree, Alonzo. I'd love for this. Uh, I don't know. I would like for this to be a trope where we see things um, over the course of a movie throughout the the life of a couple. I think it's a really uh, good a good way to tell a story, and I want to see more of it. So Hallmark or Lifetime or whoever, please do more of this. Love it for Bran. This is one of the best one of these I've ever seen, um, and, and I don't even think it's very close. Uh, I would agree with you, Alonzo. The first two-thirds of this movie are terrific. Like, the first two-thirds of this movie are like legitimately just great. It's, it's just a, a fun time, super nostalgic, all the feels you need, tons of Christmas. Then they suffer from the fact that the movie's not long enough, that there are some <clears throat> big scenes in this movie in the last 20 or so minutes, 20, 25 minutes. And some of them, like Leah Thompson is great in this movie and, and gets to give some speeches that are great. The, the fight between the two of them is, a, is not an earned scene and it really could have been with about 10 minutes more movie in my opinion. Um, so does it land the plane as a great film? No, but as a, as a Christmas, a TV Christmas movie, man, this is good guys. This is good. Like this is easily, easily Danica McKellar's best work. Um, I enjoyed the cast across the board. Um, I got a ton of feels out of this movie. This is what, if, if they were like this all the time, I mean, Good gracious. Like, this is everything I want to see in one of these movies. I enjoyed myself a lot in this movie. Like, did you like it? I did. I did. I liked the movie. Oh, sound the horn. Sound the horn. <laughs> Woo. I, I, <laughs> like the movie, like the movie. <laughs> I thought it was fairly obvious from my I just want line. you to say it. I liked the movie. I liked the movie. And in, in fact, aside from a few things here towards the end, I, I borderline love the movie. Like I, I really understand. I understand like why people would watch this movie every year. Like it's a really fun made for TV movie. Um, okay. It, better or worse than snow bride. Um, I think as a whole, it works probably better than snow bride does. I think snow, snow, wow. snow bride is a very fun, quirky, romantic comedy. Like this movie has funny moments, but from a Christmas perspective, this one works mm. better than Snow Bride does. Um, you know, I, 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 this and Snow Bride, Two Turtle Doves, um, you know, Christmas at the Plaza, maybe. Like, those are some of the ones that I think of when I think of, uh, you know, kind of better than average. This may be the best of them that I've seen. Wow. I, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of one that I've seen that's better. I uh, woke up this morning with a spring in my step, yeah. uh, kind of <laughs> thinking this might happen, and I am just thrilled but that it finally What happened. did I say to you? We were, how far, it's a, it, the movie's, uh, was 90 minutes, hour 29, 89 minutes, and we were about 52 minutes in, I think. And I, I looked at Brandon and said, this is a good movie. Like, this is just a good movie. There's nothing I, like, I'm, I, I, contrary to popular belief, I give every movie a chance. Like, I really do. I want them to be good. It's a better use of my time. But 
this movie really like, and then they, they got a little bit lifetimey melodramatic on us. And, and, and that's unfortunate. I think you could have gotten the cool Danica McKellar, uh, talking to Leah Thompson about being the mom, the only mom she's ever had. I think that scene still works without that argument. I think they put the argument in so they could do that cool scene. I think that scene works without the argument. I don't think you need that crazy nut argument where literally they just go for broke and we'll talk about it in the way what, um, but I'm I, also Rachel Lee Goldenberg directed this. She directed Unpregnant for for HBO Max in 2020. Like she's like a legit director, and you get some really cool shots in this movie. You get the kid is on the leg, just trying to just hold on, like my kids do to me every night. And you get the shot of them just moving on the leg. You get like some behind the shoulder Michael Mann kind of shots. Like you get some really not Christmas you get them movie, l- like laying in their own separate beds. Yes, but it's like they, you know, there's a lot of side. things that are done here that are above, well above the norm. And I, I think it. I can't believe how how much I really did enjoy the movie. It's great, it's really Rachel, good stuff. Rachel Lee Goldenberg also did the the uh, the Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig. Oh yeah, the, uh, movie, Deadly Adoption, the, and the very underrated Valley Girl remake. That, oh, I didn't see that one, but Deadly Adoption was fun until yeah. it wasn't, and then it came back around as fun again. It was one of these movies that kind of keeps. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but she's a filmmaker, man. Like she 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 knows what she's doing, and and I I thought she did a great job here. But what did I say right when we were about to press play? I was like, Dan, I think. I think you might, might, you might like this one. You might like, and I was like, okay, if you say so. Um, but we knew from the first time we saw Danica's face, the first time she pops from around that tree, we're like, this is prime Danica. Like this is like, she is invested in what's going on here. Spring in her steps. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and I know we've been on this a while. We watched, it was always you on Saturday Mm -hmm. and we got, we caught some flack for kind of our take on the movie. We caught some flack from our own fans who love us and they did it lovingly. But the idea that we were upset that this, guy swoops in and takes his brother's fiance. And the reason we were upset is because it didn't feel earned at all. Like there was nothing that showcased that he's loved her all this time and that he and his brother have an interesting relationship. Whereas this movie does an, an outstanding job of, of that, of showcasing this like lifelong love that even though there were other partners and people, they were always meant to be together. And so it can be done right. It just didn't happen with that vehicle last Saturday, but it did happen in this movie back in 2012. It was always you. Mm-hmm. It was always you. Uh, <laughs> it's time for all the feels. It's part of the show we talk about what in this movie gave us those feels. Alonzo. Uh, you know, I agree with uh, Dan mentioned. the. Uh, there's a couple of big scenes with Leah Thompson in her study. There's the one where she, the, the Miss Havisham speech, where she talks to Leah Thompson about sort of why she's kind of put her life on hold and 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 what that's sort of, you know, basically trying to keep her from doing the same thing. Uh, and then later when Danica tells her the, gives her the whole, you're the only mom I've ever known. Like those are really, you know, like, those stand as as genuine dramatic moments and they're well written and they're well acted. I mean, this is a really well cast film because, you know, you've got Danica McKellar who I don't know if it's that she's less interested in the Hallmark movies or the, the Hallmark house style just sort of kind of puts a stick in you. But like this movie, she feels a lot more loose and fun. And she but, laughed but also, at butt, which I can definitely uh, relate to. <laughs> but she all, but like, but, but then the dramatic moments, I think land more too. you know, Dustin Milligan has gone on to do like, you know, Shit's Creek and stuff you've got scott patterson you've got you know brian husky something like that there's a really there's a terrific cast here so i think those emotional moments land really well and i think 
the, the their big fight scene would have landed more if they had if we had seen any indication of the stuff they're talking about. You know, uh, uh, Sam is accusing her of basically like clinging to her father, keeping him from moving on with his life, keeping her from moving on with his life. And that's like a really good speech in a movie where we've seen any of that transpire. But since we haven't, like it doesn't land as much. But yeah, and also I think I, I got relationship feels from Milligan and McKellar. Like they have really great chemistry. The way that when they don't get along, when they do get along, uh, I bought all of it. And, and it, 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 you know, so often when we talk about Hallmark movies, there's that thing about like, well, they, they, they get together because it's the guy and the girl and the, they're supposed to. Or maybe they should have just been friends or they should have just been business partners. Like you get the whole trajectory of them as people who grew up together and who figure out that they are each other's, you know, person. Absolutely. Agree 100%. Yeah. I, I will say um, I'm going to go just stick to Christmas feels. Um, mm. And I'll, I'll say I loved watching, you know, we went back uh, almost 30 years and we see the house. Um, uh, the EB, I think is her name. And uh, EB, yeah. it's just one like Merry Christmas sign. And then with each year that passes, there's more and more of the Christmas stuff added to the outside, but also the inside. And I obviously um, that uh, comes from a uh, quite the the, pain, the painful uh, memory for her. The reason why the clock stopped on Christmas Eve for her, uh, which was a real downer. <laughs> but if you just think of it as, hey, she's getting more and more Christmas decorations each year. I love that. It was if you don't think of the decades of therapy yeah, she needs. That's it's exactly awesome. right. That's exactly right. So yeah, I take the trauma out of it. Give me the Christmas lights. Yeah. I loved it. So it was fun to watch her the Christmas decor really uh, really grow because when they start the movie you see it you know in present day and it's just like Christmas mm -hmm. threw up and then you go back 30 years and it's not that so it's fun to watch it uh, evolve over the course of the movie Dan yeah so the two scenes with Leah Thompson and Danica McKellar in that study are both wonderful Alonzo nailed it um, I'm going to go with kids table feels though. Uh, mm. I, my entire, my, uh, grandfather passed away in 15. My grandmother has dementia and is in a memory unit home now, but up until two years ago, maybe three, uh, it'll be three this year. Um, every Christmas Eve was at my grandma's house, uh, or at my parents' house with my grandma there, the entire extended family present. And I never, I'm 37 years old. I never graduated from the kids table. <laughs> uh, I'm still there now. My brother is still there with our wives still there, right? We never, because no one passed away aside from my grandfather. <laughs> So what if they, well, they can't make room? They're not going to get a bigger table. So I'm still there. And then I got some cousins who are like teenagers and we're all just eating together. And it's a blast. Uh, and it is just not like I, I, I felt like they are growing older and they are still at that kid's table and they are making these memories. And it's great. Like it's a great bit because it happens in real life. You, The kid's table kind of owns you until you have your own house and host your own Christmas party. You're pretty much there. I love when they've made it to the adult's table and they still sneak away and go back to the kid's table because yep. they have a better time That's right. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's a, such a cool way to, like, that hit perfect for me. I, I got chills several times in this movie, but watching them at the kid's table brought back some really fun memories for me, for sure. 
I think I want to point out real quick, and, and it dovetails on, on both of the things you guys are just talking about. This movie is a great example of, you know, we see, we talk about like when you talk about the Blumhouse movies now, so much of the formula is keep it to one location and like make that work for you. And so this is a relatively low budget movie. It's made by The Asylum, which mainly, mainly makes a, was known for schlocky horror movies and now they're known for schlocky holiday movies. But like they, they basically have one set and they get every drop of of production value they can out of it and they make a story that works by being in that set over and over and over again that's i i, I think that's that's that is clever low budget movie making writing yep it yeah. really was yeah agree with that i to the point where i don't know where they live i, I don't like they keep saying it's a small town but i'm like ah ah yeah. we live in a small town we know it's illinois yeah. that's right so we know yeah, small town um we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk about the wait what's and the what the uh, lifetimes uh when we get back here on deck the hallmark Uh, welcome back to Deck the Hallmark, talking mm. about love at the Christmas table, 2012 lifetime um, mega hit, and Dan approved. Dan approved TV That's exactly Christmas right. movie. Put That's a stamp exactly on it. right. That's right. Um, we're talking about the wait what? Uh, we're the part of the show where we talk about what in this movie made us go wait what? Alonzo, many to be had by you. Uh, a handful. It's funny. I, I will give this movie points for this. Also, there were a couple of times where I wrote down a wait what, and then the movie answered it. Mm, yeah. Uh, like, like in the big dance sequence where he pulls down the mistletoe and puts it in his, his mouth. Like it's a, a, you know, a rose for a tango thing or whatever. And, uh, and, sh- and I said, the mistletoe in your mouth is not a good idea. And she immediately says, you know, those are poisons. <laughs> so like, okay, movie is on board. Yeah. Um, when they're 18 and she goes into the kitchen where he's off like being all, you know, Paul Rudd and clueless and reading a book and ignoring everybody. Uh, that is not a kitchen that has just made a Christmas dinner. That is way <laughs> too clean. There should be like stacks of like gravy covered yep. pots and pans in the sink. And uh, that was, I was like, mm, no, nobody made a dinner in there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know the, the the big one though. I think is like we kind of touched on, like when they have the major drag out blowout fight where they say all the terrible things. I, it really felt like they had not made any effort to let us know that that was those were things that were happening. Um, <laughs> and again, I think another five or ten minutes of this movie would have maybe bridged that gap nicely. I uh, I wrote down uh, I was going to propose, but instead here's a tight five on your dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know how we, I don't know how we got there. I get it. Like she's staying away, but he had a ring in his pocket. Instead, he's like, and another thing. When he, when he said, and about your mom, I was like, no, don't do it. Like he stopped talking and she was like, no, tell me. And he's like, no, I'm like, it's a trap. And the other thing, the other thing, don't do it. Like she is going on, going to town on him about like eight jobs in six years. You don't know what you want to do. Like all fair, all fair. And he takes it and he could, instead he's like, all right, well, I've got a dead mom waiting on you. Like it, it was brutal. Like it was like, oh my goodness. He you is, go visit her grave too much. Yeah. Like I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching there. And to be fair, eight jobs in six years, if you're in the media is not unheard of. Oh, how like, many, you know, what's your biggest, are, what's your most in a stretch? 
Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and look. But they, believe me, I, websites die on you. Like, you just have to keep moving on. Stuff so like that That in itself is not, you know, uh, uh, the, the burn that she thinks it is. This- and again, and I, I think the dead mom stuff would be valid if the movie had given us a hint of any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, any of the, if any of the Scott Patterson scenes had been clear that, like, oh, he's into Leah Thompson, but he's got to take care of Danica. Like, this is all news to me. Well, also, it would have made more sense, I think. Like, I think they did the fight to establish that she really never knew her mom. They, that's, yeah. And they just forgot to do it along the way. Yeah. Or they cut it. Because right. it's an easy thing to add in the childhood scenes, and they never sure. do it. If yeah. they just have a few of those moments where Leah Thompson is kind of mothering Danica McKellar, it works. But they didn't have any of that, and so it comes off very rude, very it- inappropriate. Release the Goldenberg cut. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right now, I'll pay for that. Yeah, I'm on board. It's not widescreen, though, guys. It is at 4 3. Academy ratio. You've had all this time. IMAX. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, is it my turn? Are yeah. you good? Um, yes, I don't yes. have many. Um, I, my, my biggest one, and I just take offense to this, Danica McKellar. It is, uh, and I know, I know where you're going already. I know you, I, I, there's an excuse for this, um, but I'm not going to let it sly fly uh she she says they're talking about you know they had a wonderful time on the 18th uh when they were 18 and it's christmas and and he's like let's do it again next year is it a tradition and they go back and forth and danica says it's gonna take 10 years to make a tradition that's crazy that is that is false. Some I, I December rolls around and I'm like, well, let's create a tradition today. Like I, it's just you decided to do it. Like I know she might be saying it because like, oh, I want to make sure he comes back. But no, ten years, no, ten years. Like the, the deck the homework live stream marathon is a tradition. That's right. After two years. <laughs> We've been told that apparently. It's a tradition we have to do every year now. It's been two years. There's no way it takes ten to start a tradition. Nobody's got that kind of time. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I think my only other wait, what is the way that the the proposal ended up happening? I want to know, like, so she, like, Leah Thompson's character gives her the keys. Was that always the plan? Yeah, I don't like, understand that at how all. How is it supposed? Maybe that's what the homework, but how is it supposed to play out? Because she goes there and she's seeing everything. Like, was she always supposed to get the keys? Like, how did, and how did, how did she know that my boy Sam was going to come running, running back? Like, Um, there's so much. Yeah, like left up to chance. Left up to chance. But they still decorated it. They still made it look a lot fancier. So. May and I submit to you that if the proposal had gone off had, at the way he initially intended, at, at what I assume he intended, at her shop with that creepy Norman Bates cardboard cutout of a house, <laughs> this movie takes a nosedive. Like, that was, that scene, like, watching her follow the breadcrumbs of the same color crayon that matched her dress from 30 years ago down a path to a fully furnished cardboard house that was next level creepy. And I'm thrilled that that's not where the proposal took place. And instead it's at the kid's table because if it had been that, oh boy, I don't know how you recover from that. That was the you, most uneasy I was the whole movie. You say Norman Bates, I'm sure they would argue Michelle Gondry. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, fair <laughs> that's enough. That's what they were going for. <laughs> you get that reference, right, Brandon? She's the worst. Michelle Gondry's a guy. 
<laughs> Didn't see it coming. Whoa! You ever seen Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind? I know the movie. I've never seen it. That's he directed it. Yeah. Classic Michelle. <laughs> She's the worst. That's my favorite. You could you couldn't have done that better if you knew. That was perfect. Uh, thanks, we don't guys. like this stuff, y'all. Yeah, mm. we certainly don't. Dana, I've got a bunch, but can we? The first scene of this movie has a wait what in it, and I caught it and rewound it, and Brand couldn't believe it. Uh, the first time that they see each other as adults, uh, you know, in the in the present day, he runs into her. She's carrying uh, what appears to be a Christmas tree. It is not a Christmas tree. It is not. <laughs> she, if she, when you watch her, she goes and sets it down. There are no less than about a half a dozen very small branches all connected. <laughs> there is no stump on that tree. It's just a bunch of branches that they've kind of wound together to look like a Christmas tree. It is one of the shoddiest pieces of... of <laughs> <laughs> that and the snow in this movie is really bad but that christmas tree look at the bottom of it holy cow it's terrible like it's so obvious you have to go check it out go find it check it out while you still have the rental on prime go 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 check it out it's worth your time can we talk about the never aging gaggle of kids at the christmas table every year <laughs> it's I, like the color purple i, I don't understand <laughs> i understand that they invite friends but at some point there's going to be age gaps but every year, there are about six kids that are around that five to nine-year-old age that are there, and they look different every year. And they never become teenagers. Never. <laughs> There's no teenagers in the house. It's like adults that had kids, babies, kids' table, different group every year. It, it is... Of all the things to spend money on, that's a lot of background actors that you just don't need uh, in this movie. Hey, you know when you have a very old copy of Great Expectations, how you get a postcard out and write the title on it and stick it on the side of it? You guys know how that works, right? <laughs> to make sure people know that it's Great Expectations. This is a very old copy. What gave it away? Was it the postcard, the three by five on the side? Is that what gave it away? What are you, what? there's one on the front and on the side of the binding of the book. We we get it. Just say that it's great expectations. Hey, uh, we uh, ran into a problem that we can't find that famous book anywhere. Well, there's some dummy dum dum dums out there. We better put the title on it. What are we doing, guys? Just just show an old book and say it's great expectations. We'll believe you. We'll I believe promise. you exactly. Um, let's talk about the guy. There that, might be some podcast someday that says that's not great expectations. We got to make sure they know it. That's the sound of the fury. I've seen that book before. Um, <laughs> listen, can we talk about the guy that Danica uh, takes out of the party to make uh, other dude jealous? Um, he is overacting the heck out of every scene he's in, but I'm just going to give this guy some credit, this character credit. My man drives a bicycle. I'm not talking motorbike. I'm talking bicycle, like huffy bicycle. And he, with that bicycle, took a woman to stake and shake and asked her to marry him, and she said yes. He proposed, he took a woman on a manual bicycle to stake in shake. Hop on the pegs. <laughs> Hop on the pegs. And she said, yes, these are adults. He, not what? How is that possible? There's so and many. That's how you know you found the right one. That's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. when you say it was always you. <laughs> that's right. Is if you ride together on your, on your tandem bike to stake and shake. <laughs> Ten meals and, under four bucks. <laughs> and you're still in. And he proposes and you're like, I can't miss out on this lifetime right here. Right. 
That's when you say it was always you. I love steak and um, But you know what? You get what you pay for there because she shows her ring and says, it's gangster, right? <laughs> Oof. Boy, they were meant to be together. Gangster. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that's the kind of woman you propose to at a steak and shake. That's right. Um, the best friend, Danica McKellar's best friend in this movie, is kind of the worst, is, isn't she? Like, she basically, the night he ends up proposing... She not to distract him or get him out of the house. She just looks at him and goes, she's been over you for years. And, and we don't ever get an explanation as to why she would say that to him. Right. I don't understand that. She's just kind of the worst person. Yeah. Like, right. She's still mad about prom. Apparently With the tractor from, yeah, I don't, yeah. the tractor, I don't get at all. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. And then lastly, they give each other a hard time about not knowing what the other person does. Like, uh, you, you, what, what do I write? What do I do with the newspaper? What I write? Have you ever read any of my works? And by my math, it's like 2009. And I just, I don't understand how your best friend from childhood, Facebook has been around for four or five years at this point. It's available to everyone that you've not kept in touch at all. Like you don't, that was that was a tough stretch for me. That these well, people, their dads, their dads work together. Best like, friends. How do you not? Yeah. How do you not have an occasional conversation of? Oh well, you know, she's down at the at the mill now making furniture. Yeah. Oh well, you know, he's writing about the you know the World Economic Fund. Like that that that, they, that are so aggressively not interested in That's each right. other is a moment along the way where you're like maybe you shouldn't be. Yeah. Together. Maybe not. Maybe not. And I I was that's where I was with that. I didn't understand how in 2009 that's possible. But he does know how often she goes to the the, the old cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> One yeah, too sure. many. He calls up his dad and he's like, how often she go into the cemetery? <laughs> I don't want to know anything else. Just that. Just tell me Just one thing. There. Just tell me one thing. You good? Yeah. Uh, it's time for what the Hallmark Lifetime. Uh, it's where we uh, share any questions that we still have uh, that would help give some clarity to any uh, anything we still want to know about. Uh, Alonzo? Uh, I want the making a video of that cardboard house because because creepy or enchanting that took a lot of yes. effort. Yes, and that, you know, and how, how like he managed to do that at her place of work without her knowing about it. Like, I, I, there's I have it left me with so many questions about how we were supposed to buy in its existence and him doing it. So I, I think there's a whole other BTS video there where they can kind of t behind the scenes, not the Korean pop band. Yeah, no, well, there could uh, be that well, too. You never they, know. They actually sure, give they, the tour. Along, why not? I'm, I'm not going to say no. My, uh, but yeah, that was, that's a better question. Mine is piggy, mine kind of piggy piggybacks on that one, which is uh, why did he choose as their house for him to buy a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Why he's going to buy a house for the love of his life. And he chose a haunted house. I'm pretty in the, sure. In the boonies of New York. Yeah, that's where Pennywise is from. <laughs> like that is the same house. Why? Like, if you look in the corner, there's a little like, red balloon. He, you got to squint, you'll see it. He, he, that's why he made the cardboard one to kind of like soften the blow of guess where we're living. <laughs> um, you know, I, I didn't understand that at all. Like, Look, but look, make it look just a little nicer in the picture, baby. Yeah. Um, my my question is: Does uh, does EB still decorate for Christmas oh, this yeah. year? Well, I I out. was a little uh, my heart hurt a little bit because it's 
still Christmas Eve. <laughs> like you don't have to unplug it yet. <laughs> still Christmas Eve. So does, uh, that does lead me to believe that she doesn't uh, continue to decorate. But I, I, I got to be honest that that scene kind of saved the last act for me. It weirdly enough, like her doing that and it rolling credits was not only the perfect ending to a TV movie, but also this like very symbolic gesture that like, Hey, like it's not just about the lights and everything else. Like it's yeah, about yeah, finding yeah, something yeah. more valuable. And I really, I don't know. That's like, we don't get, and also like that's something that happens in actual movies that they try to get you with a scene and they, Dennis, D Denny Villeneuve is very, very famous for like having this scene that's not necessarily a twist, but it's supposed to make you think for forever. And then the, you know, it, that's, that doesn't happen in Christmas movies, right? That doesn't happen in Hallmark movies. And so it really worked for me. Like it worked because I just wasn't, wasn't ready for it. But yeah, I'm interested to see if she still does the big, big shindig. We all are. I give her six months and she becomes the Halloween lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, we did it, everybody. Congratulations. Woo! Very excited. Alonzo, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you, Jim. Um, always fun. Um, we're gonna be back next week, um, but also tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. So really, whatever uh, tickles your fancy, uh, listen wherever, watch on the YouTubes, however you decide to um, take this all in. Thank you for doing so. Next week, uh, it's a movie you referenced on last Monday's or last Tuesday's podcast. It's the Christmas Switch. It's the Christmas the Christmas Switch, Switch oh. 2018. It's a Christmas Switch. So we're looking forward to that. Until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live and yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray, set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to BrambleJamPodcast.com for more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free. You can go to BrambleJamPlus.com.